Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. The most memorable letter uh, to the seven churches and the one that most people kind of recognize easily and remember most easily is usually the one to the church of Laodicea. And this is the one where, you know, Jesus says you are not hot, not, hot, uh, not cold. Uh, but today's passage uh, to the letter to the church of Pergamum uh, is, I think, the most pertinent for the modern church, especially um, in the Western world, but also worldwide, as it talks about assimilation and compromise. And this is the one where it stimulates the most amount of discussion because it is so close to our hearts and the struggles of Christians all over the world every day. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Revelation chapter 2 verses 12 through 17. To the angel of the church in Pergamum write, These are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. You do not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city, where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. So let's begin by looking at the way the church in Pergamum is praised and the way that they are at fault and reprimanded. So the praises, um, they, Jesus says that they remain true to the name of Christ. They did not renounce their faith. Uh, they did not, especially in the face of persecution, uh, in the midst of, uh, quote unquote, where Satan has his throne and where Satan lives. And simply put, you know, you can try and read lots of things into this, but I think simply put, it is talking about the world because the world is the domain of Satan, uh, right? And verses 14 to 15 talks about their faults, uh, the things that they are reprimanded for. And so they are reprimanded for some false teachings within the church that are misleading uh, and, you know, guiding people away from the truth and the word of God, the scripture. And there are two sins that are mentioned, food sacrificed to idols and sexual immorality. Now, 
individually taking these two sins, uh, you can debate what it means and you know how harsh or how bad these two sins may be. But taken together uh, and from the context, the problem is actually much simpler. Christians are basically assimilating and compromising with the world in their lifestyle. Right? Assimilation and compromise. The good, um, the things that they are good with, are with the big picture of the matters of faith and spiritual, uh, spirituality. It's kind of like the opposite of um, what Jesus says to the church of uh, church in Ephesus, right? Now they are bad with, though, uh, what they are bad with is the everyday portrayal of that faith. So with the big picture stuff, you know, they don't deny the name of Christ. They pray and um, swear in a good way uh, by the name of Christ, and they put their faith uh, in the name of Christ. But in the everyday portrayal of that faith, they are bad in. It's almost like living a uh, leading, living a double life, you know, where someone says, I love my country, but I also love myself and my own family, and I'm willing to betray my country to another country for the benefit of myself and my country. Or another more personal way is, I love my wife, I love my children, my family, but I also love another woman or other women. That is why I think uh, in this passage we have uh, the sin of sexual immorality, which at the root of it, and I know some people love to discuss what this really means, but at the root of it is prostitution. Selling and buying of something that is meant to be holy and God-designed and implemented. Now, where, you know, we live in a way, assimilation and compromise, with compromise is where, you know, the, the world are okay with certain things. And we, as Christians, become okay with these things because of a lack of maturity. And then with the lack of maturity, it leads to the point of spiritual compromise as well. The image of uh, the sharp double-edged sword is very interesting. Now, in and of itself, uh, the sword doesn't hold a special meaning. It is pretty much a sword that has two edges that, has, that is very sharp. But in the Bible, it is usually coupled uh, with something else, uh, and it is used as a description of that something else. For example, in Hebrews 4.12, probably the most well-known uh, reference, uh, the, the sharp double-edged sword is, uh, like, uh, describes the Word of God and the, the Scripture. In Proverbs 5, verses 1 to 5, uh, it is used to describe the words of an adulteress, or in a more general way, I guess you can say temptation. So here, the sharp two-edged sword comes out of Jesus' mouth, as we saw a couple of days ago in Revelations 1, and then uh, a little more straightforward, simply coming, uh, or Jesus having this two-edged sword in today's passage. And I would, I think, you know, pretty accurate or pretty, uh, pretty, confidently that it describes the words of words of Christ. The scripture is never single faceted, not simple in that way. And what I mean is it says do, it also says don't. It says come, but it also says go. It says love at the same, or not at the same time, but it also says hate. Now I'm kind of simplifying some things, right? I'm not saying literally in the same breath that it says two contradictory things, and I'm not saying that it is contradictory. What I'm saying is that it is never just simple do, 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 do. There is lots of do's as there are lots of don'ts. There is love, but there is also hate sin, right? Love your enemies, but hate sin. Assimilation and compromises enter believers and the church when people begin to interpret the scripture too simply and in a single faceted way.
And we see the result of this throughout history, where the church justifies various wars, the treatment of various minority in indigenous people groups during the age of colonization. Now, uh, in some ways, the single, you know, faceted literal reading and interpretation of the Bible also leads people and churches to reject modern instruments, you know, like drums or electric guitars, because they say it's not in the Bible, right? A machete is a single-edged sword that only slashes in this way. And when you slash something, it separates it. A double-edged sword can stab to a point, to one point, which is more surgical. So the simple application for today's passage is not to be assimilated and compromised to the world, that is the domain of Satan, but I think a deeper level of thought to, for us to chew on is to think about how Christians who refuse to deny Christ in the face of persecution can actually become assimilated and compromised with the world, because that is what happened to this church. So we need to be on the right side, the Christ side, when he comes to judge us, as in verse 16, to, uh, when Christ comes to fight with the sword of my mouth, when our faith, spirituality, life, and deeds will be held against the word of God, which is like a two-edged sword. So how can we not be assimilated and compromised with the world while being Christians, while being Christ-honoring and Christ-serving um, Christians? I think the thing that we learn from today's passage, as I was talking about that deeper level of thought, is to know your scripture, know your Bible in a holistic way, not just some passages, your favorite verses and passages, but in, I would like to say, entirety, right, in a more holistic way. We need to study it holy, we need to love it holy, and we, it will teach us, it will lead us in the path of righteousness so that we will never assimilate it nor be compromised with the world. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. And God, uh, we just pray protection uh, over ourselves now, God. I pray uh, that we will never, that I will never be assimilated with the world, be compromised in a way that says to people, I'm a Christian, but at the same time living in a way that does not show true discipleship, a true Christ-honoring lifestyle. And to that, Lord, I pray uh, that every day we may continue to live life according to your word, to meditate, to uh, spend time in your word, to learn directly from and, and with in its whole way, oh God, not just some sections, some parts that we love that encourages us in certain ways, but Lord, in a holistic way, teach us to grow in your word today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. For a single soul. 
Sweet dreams.